Um, I can't believe it's only Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We were up early. Yeah, that's the problem. You woke up at freaking like five o'clock or some shit. I woke up at three thirty, three thirty ish, and then I was up because I can't sleep. I could fall back asleep. It was like at four, four thirty, almost five, when I was like, "Shit, I wonder if you finished descaling." Because I tried to fall asleep, but I, I didn't. I, I like then got up. Wait, so you? You woke up because you were wondering if I... No, 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 no. I was, I woke up and then I couldn't fall back asleep. And so I was like, I don't really, I'm not in a, I'm up early. Let me go knock out a workout. I know I wasn't in in that kind of mood. Instead, I was like, shit, I I know I have a shit ton of work to do. Maybe I should just get up, have a big ass cup of coffee, crank out some work. Maybe I go back to bed before the workday begins. But I was thinking about how you were descaling the coffee maker and I was like, shit. Shoot, I wonder if he de- he did it. Yeah. I couldn't remember. You're lucky I did well, because I was- that shit would have probably killed you. What? What is in it? Those are harsh chemicals, man. Well, I was like looking up when did the Dunkin' Donuts open and I was like, crap, I got to wait. No, the Dunkin' Donuts was open. The Starbucks was not. But I was like, let me just go into the kitchen first and see if it's there. You know, if, if he descaled it and he did. So I made coffee. I was like, fuck it. I'm up. So once you're up that early, it's like no point. I mean, like, well, if- I tried. It was like from four to five. I really tried to go back to bed and I was like, I'm I'm up. And now I'm thinking about all the things like I yeah. could accomplish. I mean, what I'm trying to say is like once you're like once I'm up that early, I mean, I might as well stay up. You know, I might as well get some stuff done because trying to go back to sleep is is the worst. You know, it never works for me. Sometimes I do and I'll fall asleep until like, you know, seven or eight o'clock. But yeah, it wasn't happening. Yeah. All right. So. I don't know why you went ahead and started labeling titles. I'm I mean, sorry. I thought that's what we were doing. Are we not? All right. Oh, my God. I really hope this doesn't happen for like a third time with this one episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so excited about the bog bodies. Like three. This is the third one in a row. Everyone's super excited about it. It's going to be fun. All right. Tonight we're going here. Tell us about this bog. That doesn't look like a bog. <laughs> Can you describe this bog for us? Is it dried up? Yeah. It's hard to see. I have I'm 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 in a weird angle, so I kind of need to like watch it on the video now on my computer. Oh yeah, just watch on the video. Um so here's where we're going. White Sands National Park. Where where is that? Do you know where White Sands is? White Sands. This sounds very familiar. In the U.S.? It is in the U.S. Okay. White Sands is where we tested all the nukes. Ah, uh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, you That's might why want. it sounds familiar. Yeah, maybe you should retitle that uh, episode. All right, check it out. This is weird. Wait, are we not doing the bog bodies? Do you see a damn bog around here? The this fuck? is a fucking I, desert. I was dude. wondering. I was like, is this a dried up bog? <laughs> all right. God damn it. Check it out. God damn. I will edit the name of this episode. What are, what are we talking about? This is. Just put, oh my God. You're killing me, Smalls. Just put episode. F- we talked about it literally again yesterday. You're like, yes, I'm doing the bog bodies. We, we <laughs> just label it episode 477 or 470. Episode hold on, 477. 477. Yeah. Seven, something. 70, 77. <laughs> 
All right, check, dude, check this out. This is crazy. All right, this is the White Sands missile testing site where we tested all the nukes. Okay. And there's an Air Force base called Holloman Air Force Base. So we're going here to White Sands, but look at the Google Earth. It's not blurred out, but it is obvious that someone tried to hide this fucking thing. It looks like they just took an eraser and tried to erase it. Do you see that shit? <laughs> Those are not natural striations. And if this is in the middle of the White Desert. Huh. And there's no way, and it's all blocked off by military fencing. The only, the closest, the closest you can get is up here. And I found one guy, the one that we started with, uh, you can see, like, this is the, the closest we can get is to this, d this dude's location right here. And so all of this is blocked off. Hmm. It's like 68 miles of desert blocked off by military bases, which is, which, okay, yes, a military base. The military base is super small. And is it this, just, is it New Mexico? Yes, New Mexico. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It's New Mexico. The military base is over here. Look how small it is. It's a freaking uh, Air Force base. But going on Google Earth. It looks like um, it looks like a beach like in waves, doesn't it? Yeah. Going in the Google Earth, you can actually see because this was a testing site. So there's going to be roads. You can, But you can actually see some of the roads. And hmm. let's see. Oh, yeah. Here's the see. You see how it's definitely blurred or something. Yeah. Like that is so weird, is it not? Yeah. It, it really looks to me like the ocean foam when a wave. Yeah. Like when the tides pull back. It's pretty trippy, actually, though that's in the desert. They are definitely is trying. Near, is this near like El Centro in New Mexico? Uh, no, it's uh, near, um, I, I I don't know where El Centro or whatever is. I just know uh, my brother-in-law would have to La Cruces. fly in La El Cruces. Centro a lot. That's where he would go. For Las, Las Cruces. Another thing, so let's look at the military base right quick. And this this all does have a point, but I was, I spent like probably an hour looking through this shit. Las Cruces. We did a story there yeah, for the D. Bowling alley, yes. alley, yeah. But if you go and Let's see. All of this is fencing. This is government fencing. So this is like pretty insane. How Man, they... well, that, that is, we thought our fence was going to be expensive. <laughs> see, all, all of this down here is fenced off too. All of this, like you can't get over here. It's all fenced. Like you can see the, the roads, you know? And mm. if you go on the Google Earth, the Air Force Base is way up here. Okay, the Air Force Base is way up there. I mean, you can't even get in this whole area right here. Mm. Isn't it nuts? Yeah. I mean, is that not weird to you? I, I mean, that that's just so much shit blocked it's a, off, dude. It's a big area. It's huge. It's literally 70 miles. That's like here to freaking Columbia almost. But you see, you see that people are driving on it every day. You see like car tracks and stuff. I don't know, man. I'm going to keep looking at this uh, when I get some time because I, I know I could find some crazy shit, you know? Anyway, that's where we're going to tonight. I don't want to bore you with that, but that is going to be important. Uh, so tonight, tonight I'm doing a story from 1956. We are starting in March, 1956 in White Sands, New Mexico. And this was during the Cold War and is near Holloman Air Force Base. Okay. We're talking about two individuals tonight, a Major Cunningham. He was an Air Force Major and he went out with Sergeant, which is E6, Sergeant Jonathan P. Lovett. And I could not find his MOS per se. I know Major Cunningham, Major Cunningham was a commander. I didn't exactly see what Lovett his occupation was. To be honest, as you 
you're going to see it's hard to find records that the guy even existed. Okay. And you're going to see why here in a second. But 1956, March, three o'clock in the morning. So zero, 300 hours. They've been shooting missiles. This is during the Cold War. So they're testing 24-7. The Major and Sergeant Lovett, they get in the Jeep and they drive that big road that I showed you, that mm-hmm. long road way out there in the desert because they got to recover some debris from a missile they just shot. So, you know, the tracking system or whatever they had in the 1950s, technology that when the missile hits, boom, if there's anything to salvage, even stuff like, uh, you know, metals Hmm. that they would salvage, Uh just anything that they could get and reuse, right? Okay. One thing, I got to tell you this right quick. I read a lot of science stuff and this week, and you guys can take this how you want, but this is the first time in history that a warring power or someone at war, the Ukraine, has used artificial intelligence in a drone striking operation. Mm. No, no, no. Mm, It's not right. There was no human presence. The artificial intelligence made the decision in the drone flies over and spots enemies based on its algorithms and then destroys them. Was it right? No, it's not right all the time. The thinking is just like everything, just like the Tesla, right? It's when Tesla first came out. Yeah, sometimes the car might run off the cliff. You know, it's not right all the time, but it gets better. It's not always right. Is it better than human judgment? Um, That that's classified. I don't know. Or not classified, but it hasn't been released. Yeah. The drone company started in 2021 before the Ukraine war. They built the drone and artificial intelligence. So how it works is and you and this isn't like you don't have to be a scientist do this. We could go on our computer and within a few hours program exactly what this drone is doing. You're basically feeding it an algorithm like, okay, for instance, let's take a a Scud missile or a tank. You know, maybe the outline of a Scud missile or whatever the Russians use, you know, put that in the data bank and have the artificial intelligence remember that. So when it's flying its drone, if it sees it, no matter what angle, it knows it's a missile. And it makes the decision by itself to engage. I mean, the the implications of that is horrifying. Yeah. Because it doesn't take much for if Russia, for instance, if they were smart, they would, I don't know, hack into it or or camouflage something to look like a missile and and be civilians. I don't know. I mean, there's so much stuff that can go wrong, not even counting the fact that the damn drone may be completely off. Yeah. But it is a first time in history that it's ever been used. That's scary, man. Yeah. Like no, no human, no commander is saying engage. It's literally a robot making the decision to engage. Wow. That is so effing scary, man. Wow. It's going to be very soon, probably in the next 10 years, where a school shooter would be able to program a drone with a rifle <sighs> and send a drone into a school and shoot up everyone and possibly get away with it because, you know. I mean, I mean, he's not even there. Anyway, the company started. Well, for, for, I, this is depressing. The, the company started in good intentions. The company started. That's how it all starts. I know. In 2021, before the war, they were trying to help farmers with their crops. It was artificial intelligence to artificial intelligence to improve crop production. And then all of a sudden, now the entire company is just for freaking killing people with artificial intelligence. It it went that quick within a year. Nuts, right? Or whatever. Two years. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I'm I'm huh. uh 
That's that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to the White Sands Missile Testing Site, March 1956, 0-300 hours. Major Cunningham Sergeant Jonathan Lovett. They were looking for debris from a missile test. It is pitch black. I mean, you saw the desert out there. We're talking about 70 miles area. Nothing. Nothing. No lights, no nothing. Nothing. Now, if you look into Google Earth, you can see little houses that they use. You saw videos before the nuclear testing where there's like a a mannequin family. Right. And they're like, like the dad's like, hey, kids. And they're watching TV. Yeah. And, and then there's they like just a get, house that get that yeah. built just to be blown up. And it's like obliterated. <laughs> totally. Yes. It's fucking terrible. I mean, even that they're starting. Oh, my God. I don't even like. All right. Anyway. Jonathan Lovett, the sergeant. Now, these two men are walking towards the impact zone of this missile. Pitch black. Both have flashlights. But back then, flashlights weren't as good as today. So they can still see each other. And they're probably 10 meters apart. Okay. And they are both kind of spreading out, looking. So Sergeant Lovett walks over a little dune. And at that moment, Major Cunningham loses sight of him. He can see his flashlight, but he can't see his, he can't see the sergeant's profile at all. It was only less than a minute since the sergeant was out of view. Less than a minute, probably 30 seconds before this next thing happened. And this is from Major Cunningham. What's everyone saying? Let me look. He drinks every day. No, I do not. No, she's talking about the coffee. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) My four-year-old stomped on my stomach the other day to wake me up. Jesus Christ. (sighs) I did actually, that makes me think of that Dead Space game. Now he's like, (laughs) stop. Uh, that's pretty intense. Oh, man. From the recently declassified Project Blue Book documents, Major Cunningham and Sergeant Lovett were out in a field downrange from the launch sites looking for debris from a missile test when Sergeant Lovett went over the ridge of a small sand dune and was out of sight for a time. Major Cunningham heard Sergeant Lovett scream in what was described as terror or agony. Now, obviously, we're doing we're not doing bog bodies. Oh, we are not. <laughs> I told you this happens to me, but I do have a list of, I do have a good list. So if y'all want to see it later, I can share it. But see, it, the list is better. I may not do them in order, but I can at least see yeah, something to choose from. other ones that I can switch with it real quick. Yeah. All right. At this point, the major, Major Cunningham, he hears a scream and what Cunningham describes as terror or agony. <laughs> now, this is from declassified documents. The project Blue Book, you probably heard of that before. Yes. Recently declassified. Yes. There's also another one that predates Project Blue Book. That's actually where this is coming from called Project Grudge. So that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. The major runs over there. Shit. Oh God, this sucks. Do we even have a med pack in the freaking Jeep? I know we got bit by a snake. Another soldier just a week before had gotten bit by a Western Diamondback rattlesnake. Now those things aren't going to kill you if you get treatment. Yeah, if you get treatment, but, but otherwise they gonna kill you. I don't. I don't think they even had a med kit in a jeep. I don't know. Anyway, that's what he's thinking. He's like, shit, shit. I know. I know this is what's happening. We're thirty miles away from Holloman. Shit. Let me just drag him over because he's probably got him right in the nads or something. I'm gonna have to drag him to the jeep. Hey, Brandon. Thanks for joining. Hope you're doing okay. What's up, Brandon? From the declassified Project Blue Book documents, the major thinking Lavette had been bitten by a snake or something ran over the crest of the dune and saw Sergeant Lovett being dragged into what appeared to him was described as being a silvery disc-like object which hovered
soared in the air approximately 15 to 20 feet. Major Cunningham described what appeared to be a long snake-like object which was wrapped around the sergeant's leg and was dragging him to the craft. This is from... The... What? This is government documents. Martin also thinks he requested this one. He probably did because I'm doing nothing but request. So well, there you go, Martin. Thank you, Martin. This was a good one. This is I'm also going to I'm well, I'm doing this one and then we're going to talk a little bit about well, you you'll see what Wait, we're talking about. Wait, did you did we talk about your your tattoo idea? This feels relevant. I your don't think your so. your additional tattoo idea? Probe probe so, here. Yeah, so so guys, we're going to come up with a contest. One that John can very equally either win or lose. Yeah. And either way, it's a win. For him to get probe here with an arrow on his butt cheek. Yeah. With obviously the arrow pointing to his butthole. I would. So. I cannot wait. I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't want to get it, but I will. And I don't know, man. Seeing Little Round, our tattoo, <laughs> tattoo guy. He I mean, would be laughing the whole effing time. <laughs> He'd probably be like, uh, I'm going to pass you off to one of these other guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of this so far? Wild. Have you heard of Project no, Blue Book? Yes. You have? Yes. From where? Other stories we've talked about. Alien documentaries. Yeah. Was it the whole, uh, was the Marilyn Monroe thing pro- part of Project Blue Book? No. There was um, some alien component to that, wasn't there? Oh yeah, it's because she like knew about it. So Project Blue Book was the predecessor of, and I didn't know this until today, it's the predecessor of Project Grudge. Project Grudge was something that was only around for a few years. It was the initial attempt to classify UFOs. Because, And from what I'm reading... Like as in reptilian, gray people? Not reptilians, no. Um, grays, yeah. Reptilians supposedly live under the bases and they've been here before humans. But this, this Project Grudge was to like seriously put them in a classification? All right, obviously there's no pictures of this silvery disc. Damn, I wish there was though. But from the reports I've seen about it, it's very important that we describe it exactly how the major described it. Okay. And I tried to get um, ChatGBT, its sister project, Dolly, Dolly. I tried to get a thing to draw me something. All right. So this is what this is what the AI gave me. Now let's describe it real quick. A silvery disc, and what did you say? A silvery disc with quote long snake-like objects, which were wrapped around the sergeant's legs and were dragging him into the craft, which is different than your usual UFO beam, your light beam. This is what it came up with. Not very good. Oh, hang on. I got to wait for it to come up on the computer. What's bad about it? I mean, it's... You, you think it's like too stereotypical? Yeah. Um, they, I think they look pretty cool. Yeah, they do look cool, but it's not not nearly... I like these black and white ones. That one's pretty cool. I like the one that said uh, the one to the left of that. So he, here's the description I gave it. Illustration or of a desert landscape resembling white sands, New Mexico with a unique gypsum dunes. Hovering is a silver UFO with multiple long spider-like serpentine arms wrapped around a man named Jonathan Lovett, lifting him off the ground and abducting him into the UFO. The atmosphere is tense and mysterious with Lovett showing signs of distress. That's a pretty cool image right there. Kind of crazy, right? Wild. 
super wild. Major Cunningham described these snake-like metallic arms wrapping around this soldier. Now, he's stunned at this point. He even admits it. He's like, I froze. What's he going to do? Run over there and start, you can't take him? And start pulling him down? You're probably like, holy shit, am I hallucinating? Now, this is 1956. So this is one of the first real abductions. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to know that all these UFO sightings happened when we start testing nuclear weapons. And that is, that's very important. Right. That's when it happens because nuclear explosions release gamma rays, which are highly noticeable anywhere in the universe. They're very high energy. Well, like WTF's going on in this No place. shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like WTF. Like it, nothing produces gamma rays except like the, literally the birth of the universe, like naturally. It's so much power. Mm. So if you're any other civilization, you're like, whoa, what's this shit about? Like, should we go like? Like vacation here, or, see you know, what's up, get some probing done. You you may not believe in UFOs or whatever, but I want to tell you, I just because in more and more in the last few years, for just, sure. If if you think UFOs were here during the Cold War, you got to remember, just because they have alien spacecraft and they're advanced, does not mean that they figured out nuclear technology yet. You know what I'm saying? True. I mean, we could have. There's in an alternate universe to us right now. There could be an alternate universe that hasn't invented AC conditioning, like AC units. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a it's a technology that someone came up with. Right. I don't know. I know I'm... No, no. You're good. Major Cunningham is frozen in fear. He is watching his sergeant distressed trying to fight off these metallic looking arms that are snake snaking down is different because usually you see the beam but he describes it as a metallic some sort of spider arms can you read from the declassified documents from cl- declassified documents major cunningham admittedly froze as the sergeant was dragged inside the disc and observed the disc going up into the sky very quickly major cunningham got on the jeep radio and reported the incident to missile control, whereupon missile control confirmed a radar sighting. That is in the report. They Whoa. do confirm. No, they don't confirm a UFO or even an airplane. They confirmed that there was a blip on their radar, but it was moving too fast to register. Or not register, it did register, but too fast to see what it was. Like, what just happened? This guy, this sergeant, just got sucked up, just got grabbed by these spider arms. They look like the guy from uh, Spider-Man, the octopus guy. Or like Inspector Gadget, you know? Yeah. And he got pulled up in there kicking and screaming. And what am I going to say when I come back to the base and nobody believes me? I mean, I know I'm a major, but where is, where is this sergeant? He disappeared. Does that not sound fanatical? I mean, it sounds wild. Yes. Even for a major to say that. Oh, did you, are you sure you didn't just lose him somewhere, Major? I mean, it just sounds crazy. A search party goes out, and this is before Holloman was real hush-hush. You know, big fences everywhere, gates. Like, if you go on the Google Earth, you'll see where the Google Earth stops. Probably like 100 feet in front is a gate, and it's like an armed gate. I mean, and this is nowhere near the base. We're talking about almost a... 70, 80 miles away. Wonder if there's a dumb in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. A dumb bunch of humans. <laughs> Stram says she voted no, by the way. She, But she wants to know who wants the tattoo more, Don or Nicole. My vote is whatever is in her favor. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
it'd be funny. I don't know. I'm the, I mean, I'm the only one that would see it. No, I'll show your aunt. That and my, your OnlyFans people. I'm about at it. If I wasn't, if we weren't making, we're making pretty decent money on, on this. Not, I mean, enough for me to stay off OnlyFans. All right, let's talk about the autopsy of this guy. Wait, autopsy? What are you talking about? I thought he disappeared. He disappeared. What are we talking about? Autopsy? No. A whole search party. All the, and I'm talking about jets, B-52 bombers. All the stuff that they had was out looking for this sergeant. Everyone has to find this guy. He's in the desert, for Christ's sake. He was in the desert and they got to find him before he starves to death. Like there literally are rattlesnakes everywhere. So we got to find him. It took every personnel at the Air Force Base, plus helicopters, plus airplanes, plus whatever, blimps, weather balloons, anything they could find to search for this guy. And it took them three days to find his body. And his body was 10 miles away from where he was abducted. Okay, and he's in the desert. In the desert. Um, Brandon said, so either the aliens will probe John or Nicole will. <laughs> <laughs> Three days later, it took them three days to find the body. It was 10 miles away from where the aircraft, the unidentified flying object, picked them up, sucked them up in there. His body was terribly mutilated. What kind of animals would be out in this desert, you know, just to just to play devil's advocate here? Well, there are predatory animals around there. Like coyotes. Coyotes and, stuff. and buzzards. In fact, there were several flocks of buzzards around his body, but they were all dead. Now, this is from the report. All the birds around his body were dead. The body has been there for about three days now, and it is terribly mutilated. Now, so all of this stuff is in the documents. Like, you know, found around the body was an entire pack of predatory birds all dead it seems like apparently they tasted some of the meat and maybe the radiation if you believe in ufos or whatever killed them lovett's tongue was quote surgically cut and removed from declassified documents his anus had been removed with apparent surgical skill of the removal of these items including the genitalia the anus and the genitalia had been removed as though a plug in which case the anus extended all the way to the colon. Pretty good, isn't it? Uh, maybe I shouldn't point them in the direction of your butthole. An incision had been made under the tip of his chin that extended all the way back to the esophagus and the larynx. Now, this case is going to sound eerily familiar to another case we've done. I called it the human cookie cutter case. Oh. And that was in 1988. Hmm. But the similarities are eerie. Yeah, yeah. As you'll see. The blood in Lovett had been completely drained. If he would have bled out, it would still be on the sand. It would still be there. It's a damn desert. It would be and it, the white desert, for Christ's sake, right? The white sand. Like some blood would be there, but he had none at all. No blood. Quote, the autopsy report confirmed that the system had been completely drained of blood and that there was no vascular collapse due to death by bleeding. So when a body body dies of complete blood loss. Like all your blood is gone. There's always vascular collapse. The blood is kind of holding up the expanding your veins, right? If, you know, your veins are round and if the blood is drained, they collapse. Yep. Okay. But Lovett had no vascular collapse. So what they're saying is it was not drained. It was instantly removed before the vascular collapse could even happen. It was so quick. It was just there and then gone. 
All right. So what do you think so far? Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. If you haven't heard the case, the Guadalajara Reservoir case is episode 443, Human Cookie Cutter. The state of the body is eerily similar. Okay. That one actually has pictures, which I can't show because I don't want to get banned. Yep. I wish I could show them, but they're very extremely graphic. If you type in talkmurder.com and uh, type in Guadalajara. Oh, I said it right that time. I'm doing it? No, no, no. I'm saying like if oh, okay. the podcast listener is saying, uh, you know. Let's talk about this report. Let's let's make sure the report is legit. Okay. This is part of the Project Blue Book, technically, but it's actually the predecessor. This is called Project Grudge. It consists of 14 reports. The mutilation of Sergeant Jonathan Lovett being p- report number 13, initially removed or hidden for whatever reason. When these were declassified, for some reason, the report 13 was not in there. Strange, right? However, this report has been inspected by several people, including a guy named Bill English. He was the son of an Arizona state legislator and former captain in the Green Berets. In fact, he was chosen because he was serving in Vietnam on a mission to retrieve a B-52 bomber that had been, quote, forced down by an unidentified flying object. So this report came out like late 50s and it had all of this in there, but it was so classified that only a few eyes could see it. Now we actually have the whole report minus case number 13. This Bill English, he was chosen to review these reports in the 80s. Okay. Because he was involved in a B-52 recovery because he's a special forces guy. B-52 bomber recovery in Vietnam was forced, quote, forced down by an unidentified flying object. The reports from that mission I was looking up included a radio communication from the pilot seeing a, quote, large light, end quote. And that's all that's all it was. It was just a large light and then complete cut of communication. Once Mm. Bill English's team, his special forces team approached and found the aircraft, he noticed that besides minor damage to the fuselage, the B-52, which is the bomber, which was a top secret bomber. Yeah. And it's the one that looks like a a V Mm -hmm. or a triangle. The craft was completely intact and operational. But the entire crew inside had been, quote, mutilated to the same effect as Love It. Wow. Now, here's the problem with these reports. All right. And here's the new kind of state we're living in. For the last 40, 50 years, these reports didn't exist. I mean, they did, but... They were classified. Not even that. They would... The government, EarthGov, would, would say, no, that's... Project Blue Book is doesn't exist. What are you talking about? That's just denied. That's just you, crackhead UFOs, UF, ufologists thinking that there's, you know, whatever. There's, mm-hmm. there's not a thing. There's not a thing. However, now, recently, they actually declassified Project Blue Book. Right. Most of it. Right. A lot of it. Not all of it, but they were denying its existence for 40 years and now it's declassified. It's the alien renaissance. This is from AF.mil, the official Air Force website. This is Project Grudge, which was also denied, but now it's on the Air Force official website. Huh. Project Grudge included Jonathan Lovett's story we're talking about tonight. This is a crazy document. I kind of want to go through one thing I found just reading through this. It is all about UFOs, yes, but and, and different reports and different sightings, but this is kind of crazy. I want to just do this, and this is a, a different report. So there's 14 reports. 
reports here. I mean, this is uh, one of the, I think, crazier cases. Maybe one of the only abduction cases that I buy, like, like true straight up abduction. Yeah. And. Well, you know, that missing 411. Yeah. They do a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about what about mutilations? Well, hold on. Let, let's get to that. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, I think a lot of the mutilations that we've already covered are are pretty compelling and unexplainable. I don't know. Like I said, in the last two, you know couple of years, I don't think I used to believe that aliens either. I knew that aliens existed given the vastness of the universe, but didn't really believe that they came here. That was like my stance maybe up until a year, two years ago. And now I do not think that is the case anymore. Check this out. This is part of the same grudge report, but February 27th, 1950. Dear sir, I have fallen into some information I hardly know what to do with and hesitate to say anything for fear of being laughed out of town. Some months ago, I contacted a professor Albert Hovings in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. He had some airplanes I was interested in buying. During the course of negotiation, he brings in the idea that he has in his possession a flying saucer and claims to have flown the thing over most of Western Canada and most of the United States. He claims it has no wings at all, has speeds from zero to 1600 miles per hour and can land on either land or water. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I am a former Navy Naval officer and do not consider myself a mor- moron, as you may have suspected. I believe that Hovings actually has this contraption and that it has actually flown. I believe I can get Hovings to show us the machine and actually demonstrate. Isn't this nuts? I mean, yeah, this shit is just, it is intense. Anyway, let's get back to the story. So that's Project Grudge, which was denied forever, but now it's on the official Air Force website. Okay, it, it, yeah, may, maybe we... Yeah, maybe we denied it, but, you know, uh, anyway. Yeah. From history.com, though grudge reports 1 through 12 had been declassified along with report 14, no official mention or accounting of report 13 exists. The Lovett-Cunningham case remains unsubstantiated and no follow-up reports regarding the incident, if in fact it did happen, are available. Wow. So I mentioned the Guadalajara case. Yep. Go back and listen to that. That's episode 443. I'm going to go through it real quick. Brazil, 1988. Many similarities with these two cases. Also with the Jonathan Lovett case, all of his bones were broken. Same with this case as well. This uh, this Brazilian who was unidentified, bones all broken. The eyes, ears, tongue, and genital completely removed. Organs removed, absence of blood. These two cases stand alone with a few more, but there are thousands of cattle mutilation cases that have the same injuries, the absence of blood, Mm -hmm. the genitals removed, the same damn injuries. Yeah. The same. So it makes you think if this was aliens, they just- They have a pattern. Accidentally picked up the wrong species. Maybe. Because they usually only go after cattle. We're going to kind of transition right quick into cattle mutilations. Widespread reports of livestock mutilation also contain similar details. Since the early 1970s, in Incidents of mutilated cattle, sheep, horses, rabbits, deer, bison, and elk have been recorded with bloodless corpses, often lacking jaw flesh, ears, eyes, tongue, lymph nodes, and genitalia. Colorado, San Luis, 2009. A 72-year-old Manuel Sanchez found his four cattle slaughtered. I have no idea what could do this, but I wish I did. Can you read from the Denver Post? Four calves all killed overnight, their innards gone, tongue 
sliced out, udders carefully removed, facial skin sliced and gone, eyes cored away, not a single track surrounding the carcasses, which were found in pastures locked behind two gates and a mile from any road, not a drop of blood on the ground or even on the remaining skin. That's from the Denver Post. What I'm finding is these mutilations are exactly like the human ones, but there's way more cattle mutilations than humans. True, true. There's a couple other things that we're going to talk about. Sanchez, the one who lost four cattle, seen this his entire life. He's been a rancher. He's a farmer, yeah. He's a farmer. He's seen the violence that coyotes can do, killing his cattle. Then the birds come and scavenge. He's seen that. And this is what he says. A lion will drag its kill. Coyotes rip and tear flesh. Those were perfect cuts, like with a laser or a scalpel. And what would take the waste, all the guts, and leave the nice tender meat, Sanchez says, as he nudges his old Ford through the rotted trails, rosary beads swinging from his rearview mirror. No tracks, no blood, no nothing. I got nothing to go by. They don't leave no trace. That was the eighth separate report of a cattle mutilation in Colorado in the year 2009. The eighth. Wow. Eight reported cattle mutilations in one state in a span of one year. So do we think... And they're all the same. If it's an alien, do you think they're curious? Or do you think that like, you know, like I wonder why if it's an alien. And I don't know anymore. A lot of a lot of the cases with mutilations uh, try to explain this. There's two things that are, are really hard to explain. The bones being broken. And if you look under the body, the corpse, there's a indentation. How do those things link together? Bones broken, a dent in the surface under them. Does it seem like they're being dropped from the sky? If the UFO abducted Lovett, yeah. they dropped them from way up high in the sky. Just got what they needed and just... Dropped them right down. A lot of force, yeah. That's why there's always an indentation from where they thump, hit the freaking ground. All the bones broken. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. This is a crazy story. It sure is. Tom Miller, a rancher, talked about this. They just stripped this one. He raises 80 red and black Angus cows. Can you read again from the Denver Post? There by the trough, past the locked gate a quarter mile from the U.S., 350 east of Hone, was the calf. Its front legs and torso were gone. Its back legs were hanging by hide to a shattered pelvis and a meatless backbone. Miller thought a pack of coyotes had torn the calf the night before, then saw the ears sliced off the head in circular surgical-like cuts. He noticed there were no tracks and no blood anywhere. It's weird and unexplainable, says another rancher, Mike Duran, who lost his healthy 27-year-old red Angus cow on March 8th. Her udder and rear end removed with what he describes as, quote, laser cuts, like when someone cuts metal with a torch. 2019, a few years ago in Oregon, explain this. I'm going to show you a photo of a cattle mutilation. Trigger warning, it's a dead cow. But explain what you're seeing and tell me this isn't something, this is this. This is the most intense shit you've ever seen. Explain how this happens. This cow is not cut anywhere, but explain how he looks like this. It looks like there's nothing inside the body. Like the skull looks like it's there and maybe the feet, but it looks like all the insides. 
it's deflated. Yeah. It is. I it, was like, it kind of looks like a, it, it is a rug or a blanket. It, this is a cow that has been. Wow. That has been completely removed of everything. Don't they have like four stomachs? It, this cow looks deflated. Explain that. Yeah. Explain the eight occurrences just in 2009, just in Colorado. Jesus. I mean, this is a real thing, man. I guess like, it something is. Something is fucking happening here, dude. Like, Fuck. what are they doing? Also, 2019, this is from NPR, five young bulls. Coming upon one of the dead bulls is an eerie scene. The forest is hot and still, apart from a raven's repeating caw. The bull looks like a giant deflated plush toy. It smells. Weirdly, there are no signs of buzzards, coyotes, or other scavengers. His red coat is as shiny as if he was going to the fair, but he is bloodless and his tongue and genitals have been surgically cut out. This is a tooth thousand pound bull tell me someone didn't do this and for what fucking reason a two thousand pound bull you don't go near a bull number one unless you know what you're doing and you definitely what are these aliens doing with these cows you tell me man do you think like the cow is maybe similar to something where they what they have and they're like oh it's the closest thing we got maybe we can cure well if you believe if you believe some of the UFOs stories there's a deal with the aliens that they can experiment on certain animals animals and a few humans but I, you know what i don't know i don't want to go down that route because i don't want to lose credibility with my research for the murder episodes fair, fair. i want to say and i probably should have said this yeah this story i'm presenting it as it is but i mean there's a lot of unknowns you know what i'm saying i mean it's hard to even find a record that this guy even existed i mean but we see the denial of all the project blue books and now here they are type of stuff. Like you can actually go and see that stuff. So I don't want to lose my credibility there. Fair. And I don't want to just blindly say I believe in UFOs, but explain that cow to me. Ex- yeah, that picture says Explain a lot. that cow to me. Somebody that I would love, I would love for an explanation on that cow because I, I am just freaking, un, I don't know. I would agree. A lot of these cows and bulls, like I said, have that noticeable depression as they were dropped from a great height. The Sylvie's Valley Ranch who's also had cattle mutilations, has recently put up a $25,000 reward just for information on who's doing this, which they, you know, it's, I mean, <laughs> just like, just remember in the, in the Project Grudge, the, the documentation we just, we just read from the Air Force site. Dang. You remember he said, I, you know, I, I'm not a moron. I'm a highly certified Navy, whatever, scientist, whatever, but I don't want to sound like a, I don't want to be quote, laughed out of town. Twenty five thousand dollar reward because that's no no small thing because their top breeding bulls are six thousand dollars each and those are breeding bulls so you're losing hundreds of thousands thousands of dollars per bull because of all the offspring right you know the future calves the opportunity cost right all right wow so that yeah. is that story my thoughts exactly natasha that is insane the I, I gave you as much information as it was on the jonathan lovett case um that's so I did put some cattle mutilations in there as well. And we're going to do plenty of other ones. You know, on the FBI site, FBI.gov, they actually also recently declassified their involvement, FBI.gov, in animal mutilation cases. So you can find all their documentation here. Have you gone through this yet? Uh, not really, because a lot of it is is kind of like hard to read. Mm. 
you know, because it's so old. Yeah, that'll make like it the easy. text. Yeah, but yeah. So, what do you think? That is insane, and. <sighs> I don't know, man. Like that makes me question. I mean, it may, it does make it seem more and more like the truth is out there. Dude, I don't know, man. I what mean, do you think? You dude, don't? You think it's aliens? I like. I don't I'm know. having a hard time coming up with another answer, and maybe it's just that it's just something I can't explain, and so the catch-all is aliens. Like, dude, there's not a a secret satanic cult going around and draining the blood. How would they do that? How would they drain the blood and not get any blood anywhere? Much less take know. down a fucking cow or a bull without tranquilizers or anything. What a lot of guys- questions, Martin says. Yeah. There's another case I want to do. The Malta story. This one's nuts, Malta man. Story. It's the Mike Mansholt story. The reason I love doing some of these cases and researching is because I always find other cases that are similar. Mm. This case is effing nuts. Like crazy. Crazier than this. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's fucking nuts, dude. It's weird, dude. It is fucking out there. I can't wait to that story. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. That was uh, another UFO kind of story. Good story. Thanks for requesting it, Martin. Yeah, we got some good ones coming up. Yeah, thank you so much, Martin. Some good ones coming up just for Supremo's live chat stream. That's just for you guys now. Yep. I am putting these on YouTube after the fact, but you know, and if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash talk murder and all that stuff. Well, that's all we got. I'll be on the discord if anyone wants to, uh, you know, talk or whatever, but that's all. So thanks so much. Everybody. See you tomorrow, y'all. See you tomorrow for headlines. Till next time. Good night, you lovely, lovely people. I kind of run this shit.